Hey everybody, welcome to episode 196 of the Bite Me Podcast. Um, I think we're going to lead off this episode by apologizing for the last episode. I apologize for nothing. Episode 195 was rough. Um, I promise, there was an extra hour of content there that was, I mean, I I was going to say really, really good, but you know, I mean, as good as our content ever is. It was better off Ted. Have you ever seen that show, Dylan? No. Better off Ted is hilarious. Oh my gosh! Pretty. Funny. It is. It's like an office comedy. It's very, very good. Um, the only person I can think of who is in it is Portia de Rossi, but it's very good. Uh, it's on. Well, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It used to be on Netflix. It's like a season and a half, and it is a shame that it got canceled. Anyway, one ninety five was bad. Sorry, we lost like an hour of talking. We're hoping this one goes better. Knock like that is probably knocking on manufactured wood. Yeah. I mean, it's wood, but it's like from a tree that they chewed up and then knock like, on particle board. Yeah, excreted and then added some like wood veneer to the top that peels off. It's not good wood. Anyway, Colby's here. He says, "Woo!" Dylan's here. He says, "Woo!" kind of weird i don't know anyway they're there we're going to talk about what we've been playing we're going to talk about news uh apple and google have removed fortnite from their stores sony is working on a new vr headset but it might not be psvr ghost of tsushima is getting a new co-op mode untitled goose game is also getting a new free co-op mode i'm very excited about uh please 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 give me a firewatch movie that is back in the news the switch is getting a bunch of new cool games a bunch of stuff uh, announced yesterday i believe and ash ashraf ismail who is the uh creative lead on uh Valhalla, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, has officially been fired. I actually thought he was already gone from Ubisoft, but apparently he was just taking a quote-unquote leave of absence until they um, fired him. So that is done. Uh, we got questions from Vinny, Mr. Polite, uh, Call Me Handsome, Princess Megan, and uh, I got a friend who does a podcast called the How We Do Human Podcast um, named Evan. He is Dylan before Dylan was Dylan um, in my work life. Uh, we call him Old Dylan now. And he did a, a little thing on his podcast where they ranked pizza. And he's objectively wrong about all of like their I rankings. I have a lot are, of problems with this list. I have a lot of problems with this list. So anyway, Dylan's problem is a, a sin of omission. Um, what, what is Dylan's problem with his cat currently? I don't know. Dylan's rubbing his face on his cat. I Dylan seems to be enjoying it more than the cat, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, he's, he's actually purring very loudly. You can't hear it, but... Like, yeah, I know, okay. like, when cats, like, rub into you, it's because they're marking you as their territory. Are you doing that to your cat? Yeah. Well, they're marking since I each pulled other. him out of the bush when he was a wee lad, I would comfort him by doing this. And he actually <laughs> liked it a lot when he was a little kitten. And now he's a big kitten, so he did come over here to be snuggly, so I would give him some gloves. All right, well, Dylan's doing weird cat things. It's fine. We get some cheap free games, get a bunch of new stuff coming to... Uh, uh, Game Pass, which is weird because I swear, like the first of this month, we oh he's got cute toe beans. You this see is all the, them hairs on his toes. It's very cute. If I could hold up Spade, which I cannot, um, his his toe hair is like four inches long on the back of his feet it's because so he doesn't it, use them. It cracks me up. It's if I weird. could lift up my feet, you could see my toe hair. Colby's but. just like a hobbit. It's great. Anyway, there's a bunch of EA Access, not EA Access, uh, Game Pass games. I swear we just announced a bunch of these coming out in August, but there's more because there's always more. Game Pass is awesome. And then we got a troll corner with the uh, fine folks from Remedy Software. <sighs> 
Dylan, what have you been playing? THPS. <laughs> Dylan, you're on mute, yo. Uh, allergies. <laughs> um, Dylan's been playing allergies. I just had to, I just got inside, so I had to I had to clear my myself. Thank you um, for not doing that on mic. Right. Me and everyone listening uh, appreciates that anyway, greatly. And that is the that was the uh, reason for the dead the dead air right there. Um, <laughs> I played the THPSDEMO. Um, <laughs> for you, those of you who are bad at acronyms, that means Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, specifically one and two remastered. Um, if you pre-ordered or ordered a Chipotle burrito last week, um, you got access to the demo. Apparently, you could get a Tony Hawk burrito, and it came with the demo. Um, so I I've, pre-ordered, not bought a I've, I found it much easier to pre-order the game than to somehow get upset when I tried to order a burrito and I ended up without a code. I would have still been happy because I had a burrito, but... Yeah. I felt like that was exactly what was going to happen as I would end up without a code and then I would have to pre-order the game anyway. Well, uh, and I, I saw that come out and I was like, oh, I should promote this. I'm like, wait, it's only the first 2,000? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's uh, noon already on the East Coast. They're probably already gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it's the most fantastic two-minute demo. It is great. Um, wait, wait, wait. What? It's just you get a two-minute like freestyle run in the warehouse, just like the old demo was, I believe. Really? Um, so it's like, yeah, they don't just let you skate around for free. So you just have to keep restarting it. So you can try to beat your own score. I mean, it would have been nice to be able to like just skate around for 10 minutes without having to restart, but it's yeah, not yeah, really, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it's just like it was, except better. It's, what's the, what's the it, one song you get to hear during your two-minute demo? You get... Superman by Goldfinger, I believe, which sure. is the song from the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which is like if it w- if they wouldn't have got the license for that because they didn't get the license for the whole soundtrack, is my understanding. I believe that has been resolved. Uh, I-, I know there was some missing. I think they got a lot of yeah, them. So. I'm, I'm sure they got a lot, but I don't know if they were able to get all of them. However, on the demo itself, you get superman and gorilla radio and a song i can't remember i think there's three songs um but anyway it's fantastic it's super smooth it looks fantastic um i am very excited for early september i think it's like the first week of september where it has a full release um it i'm i'm just a little kid again it's great that's so amazing yeah i uh and is it? It's like forty bucks too, right? It's not yes, full sixty. It's forty bucks, and you get two games. You get two yeah. games. That's great, and they look great. Um, and it, it was—I mean, it was weird. It was just like this genre of game that you really hadn't played in a long time. Yeah. Because I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five was fairly recently, but it wasn't received super well. I think someone else made it that wasn't really. It just was different. It wasn't very good, apparently. Well, and even for recently, like, that game came out probably four years ago. Yeah, it was, like, really... I think it was still a this-generation game, but it was very early on. And I don't think you can even buy it. Yeah. I think that's how bad it is, Uh, (laughs) which is interesting. Um, My only hope now is that they uh, will remaster the Tony Hawk's Underground games because those were great. And I can imagine if those were in HD, that would be really 
fun. Those are super fun games. Yeah, I never uh, played any of those. Yeah, they're cool because you could actually get off your skateboard. Uh, um, cool. And that's when Jackass was really big. So like those guys were in the game, and it was wasn't just about skateboarding. It was like you would do these crazy wacky things too. Um, so it was a good time. Like you would. I mean, skate around and then blow through the side of a building um, to the song Ring of Fire. Like, it was just like, nice. it was like playing a jackass movie, I guess. Like, it was, it was but it was cool. It was, it was fun. Um, it's a game I would love to play again, but I don't think it would look good today. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe if this one sells well. Other than that, I played uh, Slay the Spire, and I have successfully slayed the Spire multiple times now. Nice. Um, I've unlocked all the characters now i've almost slayed the spire with all the characters now um i get the game now i'm ready to speed run nice i don't know if i'm ready to speed run but that's pretty cool though man like slaying the spire is a big deal yeah uh i thought it was really daunting at first like um but now that i kind of learned the game a little bit better i have I have an idea of like strategies and and kind of what how I like to to go through and kind of what I employ to to do good to do good stuff. Um, except yesterday, I tried to play and I wasn't paying attention to my hit points or something, and then I just like <laughs> died. I was like, "Why did I die? I was doing good, but apparently I was I just had like no health health left, and I had no idea. That's I wonder. Funny. If I don't. It was weird, but other than that, it's great. Nice, very nice. Uh, Colby has been playing, like, I don't know, 75 games. Um, you have a job, right? Yeah. Huh. All right, good on you. You sleep? Not much. Not much. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Cole, tell us about uh, all of your games. Well, I'll only talk about some of them for a short time, because I didn't play all of them all that long. Um, Wizards of Legend is a game that's on Game Pass, and... <sighs> I want to like this game and I only played it for like two hours, but I'd never made it past the first stage and I just don't want to spend two hours playing. I mean, yes, it is like, uh, I think it's procedurally generated, but like playing the same thing over and over because that game is really damn hard and I don't know if I'm playing it wrong or if it's just really that hard but i like i would get to the like kind of boss battle and just die because you have 500 health and it's one of those games where like oh there's four people on screen each one of those guys can hit you and do like you know 40 points worth of damage and they can all hit you at the same time oh no twice and so you know all of a sudden you're from you go from 500 to like 200 because you got hit twice but it was because it was by, you know, three bad guys. It's sure. I don't know. It seems kind of interesting. And I, I like the like kind of art style. It's, you know, vaguely 16 bit ish. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was just stupid hard. And I, I just don't have time to learn new things. I'm old. Yeah. Colin, I've talked a lot about um, both mostly rogue likes and rogue lights lately. And uh, really both of us are, are just old and sad and like Colby's really good at games and I'm not. Um, so that is even worse for me. And I just, I just want like the unlimited continue option of like, I mean, so take like old arcade games, right? Most old arcade games. If you go straight through them are like 
20, 20 minutes, minutes <laughs> long. Like I remember putting, I've probably spent, I don't even know how much money trying to like get anywhere in like Golden Axe and Double Dragon and Golden Axe literally five beasts. levels. Yeah. And, you know, it was like you always just ran out of quarters before you could beat those games. But, you know, now with emulators and stuff, you have unlimited quarters. So you can just roll through it. And it's like it's so cool to actually be able to get all the way through those levels. And I just want unlimited quarters in every yeah. roguelike. I mean, like, at, what it boils down to is that, like, I mean, I paid for the game, essentially. I mean, I didn't. But, you know, like, yeah, for all intents and purposes, you paid for the game. Just, like, just let me beat it. Like, right. I, because I, I do give me some um, rad. I really like that. They like had like options that weren't like I want unlimited lives or something. But it was like, hey, start me off with, you know, like a better weapon or whatever yeah. kind of thing. And that was super awesome. And I think that's what I want is I want a for roguelikes. I want a button that says, let me keep my progression. Mm-hmm. And so if I get a bunch of cool stuff and die, start me out with that cool stuff. Yeah. Like. Just give me give me my cool stuff. And then, you know, I'm still going to have to play stuff. I'm still going to have to, you know, play each level probably multiple times to get enough cool stuff to move on. And I don't even really care so much if, you know, there's ten levels and I have to play one a bunch and then two a bunch yeah. and then three a bunch and then four a bunch. If the stuff I'm getting on level four means that I can just breeze through one, two, and three every time. And then I get to four and I work that. And I get to five and I work that. Instead of, like, so many of them just seems like it, it's... Like like Dead Cells. I loved Dead Cells. And so much about that game was just getting better at the game. Mm-hmm. But so much of it also was just about randomness. Like if you didn't get the right yeah. drops, yep. you weren't going to do well. And I just want those right drops every time. Yep. And I'm just I'm just sad and old and it's fine. Like I yep. get it. I'll admit it. Um, then I played, speaking of really hard games, Xeno Crisis. Yeah. Um, Xeno Crisis is actually like... I don't know if Smash TV was Aliens. Um, really? I, th- I think literally that is what it is. It is if Smash TV was Aliens. Um, but again, it's you get three continues, and or I mean essentially three lives, and then you have to start over. And so I can consistently make it to the third level, and then I die, and I start over at the first, and then I get to the third level, then I die, and start o- and. Like, it's fun, because I like Smash TV a lot, um, but I don't know, like, there's an easy and a hard mode. Maybe on the easy mode, give me more than three lives. And this and is I'm the not, game that you said we could play co-op, right? Yeah. I'm not saying, like, three lives followed by, you know, a continue, you know, three continues kind of thing. This is literally, you have five hearts, I want to say. Once yeah, you yeah. die, you use a continue, and you have three of those. Oh, no. And so, like, I don't know, it, it's... Again, you need a Konami code, is what you're saying. Yes. Because, uh, again, it's fun, but I, you know, I played to the third level multiple times and then went, I'm good, I guess. <laughs> and then the I funny thing a- is, is, you told me about that game, and you're like, we could play it at uh, co-op. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess we could. And I thought you were talking... I wish I could remember the name of the game. I'm trying to find it, but I can't just dig it out real fast and it's another game that came out maybe a month or two ago that has a very similar name but it's like some sort of like anime jrpg <laughs> and i'm like okay cole i guess if you want to try that multiplayer we could it doesn't really seem like your thing or my thing but whatever man i'm i'm down i guess you gotta branch out cliff right <laughs> 
then I played Undermine, another roguelike. And Undermine is actually very fun. Sure. Um, You do save some of your progression in Undermine. Um, Like, certain things that you buy, you will save. So, like, if you upgrade your pickaxe, it stays upgraded and things like that. But, like, the relics you find disappear after you die. Um, But it was, again, one of those things that I played it for, like... I think I, I ended up playing like seven, somewhere between like six and eight hours. Sure. And uh, I could consistently get to the first boss and would die. And eventually I upgraded enough that I'm like, oh, cool. I, you know, just blew through that boss. Um, and by blew through it, I mean like barely beat him. But still cool because that means you don't have to fight him again. You can just, you know, like there's a, a second part. And um, it... Uh, uh, the the second part, I lost my train of thought because you texted me. Sorry, um, but uh, once you beat that first boss, you don't have to fight the bosses again. Sure, that's um, nice. Which is nice, but like then I got to the second part and I I wasn't like under leveled, but everything there was just over leveled. I don't know, and so <laughs> only one of those can be true. I, I think. I think I either know. you're under leveled or they're over leveled, well, or maybe I mean, it's like, both. Yeah, it it mostly felt like oh crap, I'm gonna have to play this another two hours, if not more, to get the gear I need to beat these levels, uh, followed by probably another two hours to beat whatever bosses at the end. Yeah, and then I went into a room. And I realized that, like, oh, once you beat the first boss, it, like, marks a seal, and then eventually you can open the door. And I'm like, wait, there's five more bosses in this game. (laughs) And I'm just doing the math in my head, and I'm like, no, I don't want to play this game for, like, 30 hours. Yeah. Like, I, if I'm going to play a roguelike, I want it to be, like, I mean, like, uh, Rad, I beat in, like, nine hours. Yeah. Um... Dead Cells I beat in probably less than that. Um, I would say Dead Cells I've beaten like four or five hours. I'll be honest, though. I think you're better at Dead Cells than any other person I've ever talked to. Yeah. I mean, I I like Dead Cells. I think I, I the first time I got to the boss, the like last boss was probably two hours in. Yeah. I think I played so. like 10 or 12 hours of that game. And how many bosses are there? Four? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I think I got about three quarters of the way through that game. <laughs> so yeah. I got to the final boss. Like I never actually beat the final boss because, like, I got I could just consistently get to him, but I could only get him down to like a third health, mm. and he would always kill me. And after, but it takes like forty five minutes. I want to say yeah, ish to get to it. Long. And so I was like, I don't want to keep doing this to maybe beat him. And so yep. I'm just like, I'll discount this as beaten because I don't care. Um, it's not like I'm being graded. But uh, Oh, no, actually, under- I'm keeping score. That's fine. Undermine is, it's fun. Um, and it's probably worth putting a couple hours into it just because it is kind of fun. It's got some interesting like mechanics and stuff like that. But I just, I'm not going to spend, it's like when you look at like Enter the Gungeon and it's like, you know, oh yeah, like average time to beat this is sixty hours, and I'm like, it's no, so good too. No, I don't want to spend sixty hours doing this. So then I played the original Halo because I downloaded the Master Chief Collection and just went like, aha, take that, my internet cap, because it's <laughs> 114 gigs. Um, 
Yowie wowie. Uh, yowie wowie, especially because you know what's not a great game? <laughs> the first Halo. Halo. Yeah. Um, enough that I'm like, do I really want to play any other Halo game? Maybe I just don't like Halo, but that first Halo game, I'm sorry, I'll fight people. It's not good. Like, yeah. I don't know, uh, I can't remember which level. I was going to remember the level where literally... I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm literally just wandering or wandering around until it says like like checkpoint up in yeah. the the upper left hand thing. So I know that I've gone to somewhere because all of this stuff looks exactly the same. Even in the Master Chief collection, you still have that problem of like this just looks like every other room I've been in, and if I accidentally get turned around, I'm gonna be walking backwards and not know yep. it. Yeah, and um, the the sucky thing is, is that is still true in three, like mm-hmm. that game, like I, and we talked about when I played three, like three or four weeks ago, I said the same thing, is that game exists, I think, before the game design theories of hey, we make the doors you're supposed to go through yellow and all the other doors green, yeah. or we make sure there's little hanging ropes on every ledge that you can grab onto or we you know put a mat on and it just it's so easy to turn around you get lost and you're screwed here's a room and it's got four doors only one of them works and when you go through that you're in a room that looks exactly like that last (laughs) room you came in from and then you go into another room and it looks like both those other rooms and the doors aren't the same so if you get again like you're like crap did is this where i came from because every room looks exactly the same and it yeah. was I'm I'm like halfway through it and I'm probably not going to finish it. It's um, pretty short. Like we got Col- yeah. Carter and I got through it a couple years ago and it, it's I think the thing, oh, yeah. the funny thing is is it's better than I remember it being mm-hmm. but still not terrific. I beat it about 10 years ago on the original Xbox. Um and that's what I do recall from it. I'm like, "Oh, this is better than I remember, but it's still not like great yeah and that's kind of how i feel about it now i was like oh with the master chief collection it looks better but it's still it still has those gameplay flaws and i know that yep. you, you can't like really they they fix some of them a i guess bit, the thing is but... i don't understand why they couldn't have at least added like some graphical help to help you through the levels they like it seems a little on little? some of the levels like the 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 like third level where you're in the actual spaceship they've changed it so the doors like the ones you can't go through are you know have like a little red thing on them and the one that you can go are green but like the level i think after that is the one where it's just like everything looks the same have fun a lot of like copy paste game oh yeah design in that and so like i just hit the part where you you meet the flood and yeah I'm, i'm like i just i don't and that is 100% the worst part of that game. Yeah, it, it's... And so I'm like, well, do I want to go to two? And I'm like, not really. I'm like, no, three, not really. I'm like, I I really liked Reach. And I'm like, <laughs> I could replay that. And I'm like, or I could play a game that I necessarily haven't played. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so then I started up Graveyard Keeper. How's that? I'm excited to hear about this. <sighs> <laughs> It's really good. And I'll, my sigh will be apparent in a few minutes. All right. Um, it is very good. It is essentially Stardew Valley, except okay. um, more in-depth like mechanics, sure. um, which are really interesting, except they're not explained at all. Oh. Like, at all. Um, it, to the point where I'm like, uh, okay, I need to do this. How do I do this? And spent 
10 minutes trying to figure out how to do something very simple. I can't remember what it was. Um, and finally, I'm like, I'm going to have to look this up on the internet. And you're like, oh, you, you've got to, you know, select your, I think they're just called like technologies. And I'm like, well, what's that? And it's like, oh, that's the, like, and I've been to that screen, but I just assumed that those like progress, but you have to like buy the technologies with like points you receive by doing things. And so like, you know, like you start off with like, uh, my favorite thing is it's called like the concept of wood and the concept of dirt <laughs> or no, the concept of rock. And so it's like, you know how to mine things because you have like the concept of rock. But if you want to mine iron, you need to put like essentially these points into other like a skill tree almost. Sure. Um, but like, that's not explained very well. Like I wanted to get clay and I'm like, how do I get clay? Like I've looked through all the technologies. I can't find it, you know? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, that's further on in the game. You'll have to talk to someone. And it's like apparently grayed out and you can't even see it now. But I'm like, well, I kind of want to get clay because I need it to fix up the grave, you know, uh, graveyard because that's kind of what you do. And I didn't realize that, you know, you can't do that until later on in the game. It's mm -hmm. just, there's a lot of little things that are not explained well, which I mean, like once you figure them out, it's fine. But even to the point where it's like, okay, I need to make this. And it's like, well, you need to get the blueprints for it. And you're like, okay, I've got the blueprints for it. Where where do I make this? Because it's not necessarily like, oh, I put this log cutter in my yard. Like some of them appear to be like, oh, well, you have to put this in a certain area. But it doesn't say that. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of like, I mean, a lot of just me going to the internet and going like, well, where the hell is this? I don't want to sound old but i've already done it like seven times today but man like i miss games with manuals i like the thing is is i don't i don't miss games with manuals i miss games that to an extent like handhold for a little bit yeah um even even like like not even you can do tutorials without them being like tutorials hit a yeah it, it's you know it's, oh, you need to make this. Well, this is what you need to do kind of thing. And if it had even explained certain things like that, I'm sure I would have picked up on it. But it's really like, here you are. Have fun. Yeah. Um, and so basically you're trying to fix up this church to get to the next progression. Um, you have little red things and little green things, and you need little blue things. And to do that, you have to get to the church. So last night, I'm like, finally figure this out and fix up the grave enough that they'll or the graveyard enough that they'll open the church and i open the church and i go in and talk to the dude and and uh you know kind of go downstairs and i go to leave the church and i hit exit and nothing happens i'm like well okay like i don't know maybe something's wrong and i i'm like well maybe i can go back downstairs and fix something i don't know whatever yeah, go yeah. back to the where you go downstairs nothing happens like i can't go downstairs and i'm like okay maybe my just game something's wrong so i'll i'll uh restart it and so i restarted the game and unfortunately it's one of those like oh it saves when you sleep so i had to oh. like replay a little bit go to the church do that enter do the little thing go to leave can't oh no and i'm like well what the what's wrong like you couldn't figure it out and i'm like okay well what I'll do is, I don't know, maybe this part's kind of bugged, but maybe if I, I go and do something, like, a little different, or maybe I'll save a little different, you know, later, and then go talk to him, do it again, can't leave the church. 
I'm like, okay, by this time, I'm like, I got to go to bed. Go to, you know, go to bed today before we, you know, started. I'm like, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, instead of going and fixing the church, I'll wait a few more in-game days because you can only do it on a certain time of the week. I'm like, I'll let a week go past. Maybe it's just something with my specific save right there that, you know, is bugging it out and do that. And so I let a week pass, did a bunch of other stuff, go to the church, do the little thing, go to leave, can't. Oh no! And so, like, I'm at a point in the game. Like, I before we started, I I actually deleted it and I'm re-downloading it, seeing maybe if that helps. Yeah, if that helps. But I'm guessing since it it probably has something to do with my save and not necessarily the game. Yeah. Um, like I I am very much getting into this game. I'm like probably two or three hours in, and have essentially hit a game-breaking bug it's too bad because i hear it's really good too yeah it's like i if this doesn't work i might i might just rebuy it on xbox because i probably want to play it on. oh are you playing it on uh i'm playing it on switch yeah um but the problem is is like i it's 20 bucks on xbox i almost bought it like two weeks ago when it was on sale for eight i'm kicking myself now yeah um so it's 20 bucks. The problem is, I don't know. Like, this is a... It seems like this is a somewhat known bug. Oh, no. Um, and it appears to be on this... Like, I, I searched for it on the Switch and came up with a lot of people who were having that problem on the computer and the Switch, but didn't find anything when I searched for it on Xbox. But I don't know if I'm going to spend 20 bucks and the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, that would suck. Um, So, like, I don't know quite what I want to do, but I want to play the game... But it's broken. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a real so, bummer. That was that was my uh, Colby's weekend video I games. I like it. Uh, I'm still playing Divinity Divinity, Divinity Original Divinity. Sin Two, which I assume because it's I don't know. I got through the first act and I was like, cool. I, that means I'm I'm like through the first act. That's great. And I looked it up on the internet. And I'm like, how many acts are there? They're like they're like there's three. I'm like. Three's not bad. It only took me like 25 hours to get through the first act. So that's like maybe that's the short 60, act. 70 hours. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, act one's like 25% of the game. Act two's like 50% of the game. And act three is another 25% of the game. I'm like, oh no. So based on my play style, I'm thinking I'm going to hit about 100 hours on Divinity Original Sin, which means that I'll probably be playing it, I don't know, through three Christmas. Three years from now. <laughs> so, but I'm still really enjoying it. It's still a ton of fun. Um, I'm pretty happy with my party, which is good because apparently, I don't know, like, can you spoil a game that's been out for however long? That game's been out forever. Like, your party gets set um, in between chapters one and two, or, yeah, chapters one and two. Like, if you don't, the people that aren't in your party just get killed, so you can't get a new party. I guess you can drop party members. Maybe there's new party members you can get later, but... I think you can... There is still opportunity to change that, I think. Which is fine. I really like the people that I have, so I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of used to them. So I'm not I'm not looking to switch, but uh, it's fun. Um, I played a little bit of Carrion too, which I, I needed to play it for um, Game Pass points um, or whatever those are called, Microsoft reward points, I suppose. Um, and I really I really enjoyed that, but. It was kind of one of those days where I knew if I know that if I don't, I know that if I don't keep playing uh, Divinity, I will 
stop and never play it again. Like, I, I know it's the kind of game that I'm going to fall out of really easy because I'll forget what's going on. I'll forget what my quests are. I'll forget who my people are. I'll forget how the game works. <laughs> and the, so I have to keep going on it. The good thing is, is like, I, I haven't played it in like two weeks now. Yeah. It picks up pretty easy. Oh, Carrion? Like yeah. Yeah, no, no, Carrion's fine. I can't stop playing Divinity Originals. So. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. like, there's like three buttons, Cliff. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Uh, but it's fun. I enjoy, like, ruthlessly murdering people. Like, you pick them up and shake them like a dog. It's great. Yep. So, it's fun. Have you, have you run into the stupid bastards with the shields? No, not yet. I only, God, like, I played maybe a half hour, so. These guys suck so hard. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun, though. So, I'm, I'm enjoying that. All right. So, people that pay us to make podcasts, they do it via Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you. And we are going to say their names now because these people pay us $10 a month, which is a lot, really, honestly, in these interesting times. John Tippins, Austin Palmer, and Alan Schulte. Thank you so much for your patronage, and thank you everyone else who is also a patron. You guys uh, make it so we can do this every week, and we very much appreciate it. Um, I'm going to actually shout out another, like, I hopefully no one goes like, oh man, these guys, this guy's Patreon so much cooler than theirs. I'm going to stop being a Bite Me podcast patron and be this guy's patron. Um, but I mean, if you do, that's cool. Um, his name's The Stipendium, and he's a YouTube like, comedy music guy <laughs> um but he uh, the reason i ran across him is i heard man this is this is so weird i'm talking about how old i am but also i ran across his song in a tiktok um and it's called the fine print it's an outer world song it's based he, all he does is video game parody songs um it's called the fine print um and it's very very good it's actually probably better than the outer worlds itself um which, you know, I guess isn't saying a ton. But go check out the Stipendium, because he's got some pretty funny stuff. I liked him a lot. All right. Dylan, it's time. News! Excellent. Uh, first up, you. this has actually been going on for hmm, almost a week now, I would say. And so you're probably kind of familiar with it, but if not, we'll catch you up. Um, Apple and Google have removed Fortnite from their stores um, because Fortnite kind of did an end run around both of them and integrated their own store into Fortnite where you could buy V-Bucks for some percentage off. I don't I don't know what it was, but I you know, my guess I think it was like I think it was like 20% cheaper. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is Apple and and Google take a 30% cut. Um Epic has been pretty big around their 12% cut. So my guess is that it was somewhere between like 18 and 20% cheaper. Um but, like, Apple and Google just, like, said no, and it is now removed from their store. Um, Google's response is actually fairly similar to Apple's, but I don't have Apple's handy. But Google says, uh, Google's action, oh, so, I'm sorry, Epic's response to Google. Uh, Google's actions force app developers and consumers into Google's own monopolized app store like the Google Play Store. Google has thus installed itself as an unavoidable middleman for app developers who wish to reach Android users and vice versa. Google uses this monopoly power to impose a tax that siphons monopoly profits for itself every time an app is downloaded. Um, that was further uh, kind of clarified by Epic's Tim Sweeney who said at the most basic level we're fighting for the freedom of people who bought smartphones to install apps from sources of their choosing. The freedom for creators of apps to distribute them as they choose and the freedom of both groups to do business directly which like <laughs> it, it's it's interesting because in that quote he's like one of the one of the things that i hear 
most is that it's just a billion dollar company fighting a trillion dollar company about money but the fight isn't over epic wanting a special deal it's about the basic freedoms of all consumers and developers and like do i think 30 percent cut just to like act as essentially a broker in between games and developers is probably too much probably is there a lot of infrastructure that goes into creating and managing a storefront absolutely like it costs money to do that but like for epic to be like we're freedom fighters we're the rebellion against the empire is like come on dude like you know you just want to do this to make more money uh, essentially and and he even kind of admits that finally there's nothing wrong with fighting about money you work hard to earn this stuff when you spend it the way it's divided determines whether your money funds the creation of games or is taken by middlemen who use their power to separate gamers from game, game creators and i'm like well i mean yeah and that money they use to make the phone you use and the app store you use and all the stuff that google does with search and google docs that they give away for free and gmail that they give away for free like yeah, I guess, but I I I'm having a really hard time with I just love the way it was worded. Like yeah, it just sounds like... There's a lot of don't snap on snake energy in <laughs> that. Also like 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 I want to try to be MLK, but this is about video games. Can uh-huh. I still do that? Yeah, I it would be better if Tim Sweeney wasn't a total nerd too. Like I don't know. I like I, on one hand, I'm like, good. Like I, I, I think the thing is, is I wasn't necessarily against it when Epic. I guess here's the thing: when Epic went up against Steam, they did it by creating their own store, by promoting their own store, by giving away stuff in their own store, and thus forcing competition. I can get behind that. Like they created competition. This is the opposite. This is me coming into your store building another store inside of it (laughs) like if i go to walmart and like put up a tent and then like hey guys i got cheaper stuff in here like no that doesn't play (laughs) like walmart is a monopoly they're a huge terrifying monopoly that destroys small businesses and does all sorts of other terrible things just because I believe that doesn't mean I can't you go can't set up a store inside of Walmart and start peddling sweatpants next to the sweatpants. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like Spotify came out, they're like, "Oh, go go epic!" I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> when Spotify is in your corner, like I love Spotify. I subscribed to Spotify for ten years, but they're terrible. They're terrible for the music industry. They're terrible for everything. Like yeah. it's it's a like, great product, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's. I got sick yeah, of pirating I, MP3s. That's why I like yeah. Spotify. <laughs> At this point in time, I'm just the, like, gif of just, like, let them fight. Uh-huh. I care. I, like, whatever, guys. Go the for only, it. The, the worst part about this, like, the worst, absolute worst part about that is what iOS is threatening right now, and Epic has actually filed a lawsuit to stop this from happening, is them saying, like, okay, well, hey, if Epic can't be on the App Store, then nothing using Epic technology can be on the App Store. So what this could result in is a bunch of indie developers, the people that Epic's fighting for, getting delisted off the App Store because they use the Unreal Engine. So, (laughs) woo! (laughs) I don't know. I'm... I'm actually kind of pissed at Apple right now because I really am bummed that I can't get uh, Xbox Cloud stuff on my iPhone. Like to the point where I'm like giving vague consideration to actually buying a a not iPhone. But oh, no. I, I know, right? Um, 
But at the same time, I'm like, this is just stupid. It really is billionaires fighting trillionaires, and they're both dumb, and I hate all of it. So whatever. Either way, I'm going to go set up a, a little store at the Walmart down the road after after this podcast. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, Sony is working on a new VR headset, but it might not be a PSVR headset, which is <laughs> kind of weird, right? Um, this is based, uh, you know, so much of the, like, Wow, I just hit my microphone really hard. Um, so much of the speculative, speculative, speculative news that we speculative. speculative news that we see in this space is based on job postings, and I want to know who the loser is who spends every day going out like, <laughs> I wonder what job Sony's posted lately. Like, who's so? There's someone it's, whose job that the, is. It's the most unemployable person. Oh my god. He just can't get a job. He just can't get a job. So, so he, he just he starts breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Anyways, they uh, it was spotted by Upload VR, which means that someone at Upload VR either has like a tipster that does this, or literally that's someone's job. Like every day, I get in, check my email, go check the Sony job listings, go check the Microsoft job listings. I mean, ugh. Uh, that they're hiring a team to de- develop a next generation VR head mounted display, which is the absolute <laughs> most gross way to say like a VR helmet. Um, but what they're <laughs> saying is that this is being developed for implementation five years from now. So they're targeting 2025 with this VR device. So the idea is that this might not be a like PSVR version two or even version three, that it might actually be a entirely standalone headset that uh, Sony is developing that finds itself outside console gaming, or maybe uh, even, you know, maybe it's something that works on a console. Maybe it, you know, has like, maybe it's a quest that you could plug into your console. Who knows what it is, but it uh, is definitely not PSVR two at this point, although they have not ruled out the idea of having a PSVR two. So um, the good news, I guess, is if you have a PSVR that will work with the PS five, so you don't have to, you know, worry about those sony did one thing one thing is backwards compatible thank you sony it's it's the psvr and racing wheels for some reason <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm calling my uh i'm putting my bets in now it's gonna be called the eyes god the problem is dylan is, is like i don't think you're wrong and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> it's all right it's just the sony eyes yeah, I can see yeah. that. I can absolutely see that. All right, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is, I think, actually one of the best-selling games on the PlayStation for all time now. The PlayStation 4 is doing really well. Yeah. Uh, got a new easy mode and a new super, super harder mode, I think, like two weeks ago. And now they are bringing out a new mode called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. It is going to be a free online co-op mode, and it will be on- available to owners of uh, the game in fall of 2020. So... I don't know. I, that could be like what next week? When does fall officially start? Like September twenty first. September, yeah, yeah. So right. next month or so, up until three. When does because winter doesn't officially start until December, right? December twenty first or second. I think we need to talk about how these things work because this is not how the seasons actually work. Not here anywhere. Not here. Not anywhere I've ever lived. Like by the time it turns here, so. yeah. By the time it winter hits in Utah, it's been snowing for two months. So well, that's how it used to be. Yeah, not. A, but it's cold sometimes. That's I how know. it used to be. <laughs> Global warming hits. It's just going to be summer. <laughs> summer starts the twenty first and then starts again the twenty second. <laughs> Remember when it used to snow on Halloween? 
Yeah, not so don't, much. Don't really happen so much no, now. No, no. It was 96 here on Monday. <laughs> it was very warm. It's 130 100. in Death Valley. 103 here today. Yuck. Anyway, outside Going of... hiking tomorrow. Outside of talking about the weather, <laughs> uh, it is going to be a whole new experience and does not feature the characters from the main storyline, but instead will focus on four warriors who have been built up as legends in stories told by the people of Tsushima. So it's going to be exclusively co-op, and it can be played uh, in groups of two or four players, either with your friends or via online uh, matchmaking. There are four different classes, the samurai, the hunter, the ronin, and the assassin. They each have unique advantages, unique abilities. And the magician. That's a joke for like one person. In I think it's me. <laughs> uh, with two players, you'll be able to play a series of co-op story missions uh, that will build the foundation of Ghost of Tsushima's gameplay. Uh, will build on its gameplay with new magical twists, and you have to often sync up with your partner to do co-op-y stuff. With four players, you'll be in a wave-based survival missions, and you'll work, need to work together to take on the toughest enemies. Uh, it will also feature a four-player raid that will arrive shortly after the launch of Legends, so there's even more content. Um, according to them, it will send you and your partners to an entirely new realm to challenge a brutal, terrifying enemy. My guess is that terrifying enemy is going to be not one, but two gooses. That was a trans- Transition. Bam. Mm-hmm. Untitled Goose Game. Um, first of all, did the you goose know? The Goose of Tsushima. <laughs> the Sick Goose. Of, oh, my God. I would totally play Goose of Tsushima. <laughs> That's good, Dylan. Um, first of all, I, I'd like to point out that the, the uh, developer of Untitled Goose Game is named House House, which mm-hmm. I, I like a lot. Um, it is. A, they announced a new two-player cooperative mode. It's coming out in September, allowing two geese to wreak havoc simultaneously and... I have never been happier about anything. Um, first off, if you have not played Untitled Goose Game, it's Do on it. Game Pass. I would say play it right now, but maybe wait until September. Or play it right now. You'll probably want to play it again co-op. Like, I am, I've beaten this entire game. I beat all the extra achievements. I beat everything except, like, the speedrun parts of this game. And I am hyped to play it again. So, uh, it's coming through a free update. And it says you can enjoy the entire game as two horrible geese with a new horrible honk. Teaming up to play some horrible pranks and generally being horrible to everyone together. Um, it looks like you play still in the existing levels. I'm very excited. The end of the trailer literally ends with two geese. There's this kid who you terrorize in front of the store. Like, he loses his glasses. And if you honk at him, he just, like, cowers in the fetal position. And the trailer ends with two gooses just maniacally honking at him. I'm, Do you remember when you, you steal his toy and, I, and make him buy it back? I absolutely do. Untitled Goose Game is great. The ending of Untitled Goose Game is absolutely worth, like, the five or six hours you'll put into that game. I am extraordinarily excited to put another other five or six hours into this game um that game's also available on the switch i think it's actually available everywhere now so yeah, it is uh you can grab that it's also coming to steam i don't believe it was on steam before it was an epic exclusive so it's going to come to steam in september as well so everyone can untitled goose and honk and mm, great uh firewatch you have probably heard me talk about it incessantly since i first played nope. it in probably I don't know, 26 2017 never never it is one of my it's probably in my top three favorite games of all time i like firewatch a lot um we reported about the movie potential firewatch movie man i would say it was probably in one of our very first episodes probably like early 2017 um, and unfortunately, that movie deal fell through because the movie production company was 
acquired by Lionsgate and the rights went back to Campo Santos and blah, 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 blah. Um, Campo Santos, actually, I don't even, I guess they still exist in the company, but they all work for Valve now. Um, like a lot of them work for Half-Life Alex. Their game that they're working on is, is not canceled. Um, the, in the Valley of Gods, I believe is what it was called. It hasn't been canceled, but just like no one's working on it. So I don't know if that'll ever see day, but what is good is that they have hooked up with, um, a call a company called Snoot Entertainment, and they made two two movies that I've never heard of: Blind Spotting and Little Monsters. Have you ever heard of either of those? Little Monsters. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's the uh, the Fred Savage movie, unfortunately. No. Mm. Um, anyway. Campo Santos co-founder Sean Veneman said uh, Jess and Keith from this Snoot Entertainment are hardworking and visionary film producers with impeccable taste in video games. Uh, not unlike when they met the folks from Good Universe, uh, their old production company, we knew in our first conversation with Jess and Keith they'd make great partners. We have no doubt in their expertise, their taste, and their passion, and assume that our experience as so-so game developers will make us first-rate producing partners. So they're... I mean, I think any... I don't know how often we report, oh my god, they're making an X movie, and then it doesn't ever happen, especially when it comes to video game movies. So I am cautiously optimistic at this point, but I would I would really, really, really like to see a, a good Firewatch movie. I liked that game a lot. I think that the story would probably translate into a very similar movie. Like, I don't... How? What do you mean? How do you think you'd make that movie? I think actually the plot would be very, very, very similar to the actual game. Like, I don't anticipate it being significantly different. I think it would be a different vehicle to to experience that story in. It would work via a movie. I don't know. I guess we might see, maybe. Mm-hmm. Either way, I am excited. But man, I'd really like those folks to make another game. Like I should I guess I should play Half Life Alex, maybe. Maybe that's the, the way to get my fix. I don't know. Uh the Switch is getting a bunch of new cool games. There was a like a Switch, and what do they call them? Nintendo Directs, I guess. Um, I think last night, oddly enough, I think it was one of another one of those weird timed things. It was only 20 minutes. Um, bunch of new stuff coming out on the Switch that I am going to read you a list of. Hades, Dylan's beat Hades, right? I beat the current form of Hades at the time. Good enough. It's since been much more. No, that you beat Hades, Hades Dylan. That is all I that did. matters. Soundtrack to that game is spectacular. That's coming to the Switch. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, which I don't know much about except that it's like set in like a 90s worldwide web kind of deal. I don't know. It's coming to the Xbox for free this month in Game Pass too. So I don't know. I've heard it's good, but I don't know a lot about it. Um, Spiritfarer is a game that if you pay a lot of attention to the Xbox, you probably saw during an Xbox presentation. I'm going to say E3 2019 maybe. Um, it actually came out... I downloaded it. Yeah, it's it's out on Xbox either right now or will be in the next couple days. It's a no, it's it's down. Is it out? I, yeah, I got it last night. They describe it as a quote cozy game about dying, which sounds weird, but I've, it's gotten excellent reviews. So that is a cool game coming to the Switch. Manifold Garden is another game that I've heard a lot of stuff about. It's a cool like puzzle, gravity, flippy thing. Um, it was made by a single developer over the span of like five or six years. Um, came out last year on a bunch of platforms and is supposed to be very good. Uh, Garden Story, which I don't know anything about except that it's a wholesome action adventure game, which looks cute. Looks, this looks like a game that Colby would put 50 or 60 <laughs> or 150 hours into. Um, Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. Um, I've only played Subnautica. I really liked it. It's kind of a survival... 
Uh, like you, you're in a space capsule that crashes into water, and you have to build uh, like a bunch of stuff to survive this kind of new ocean that you live in. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And Subnautica Below Zero is the new version of that. Um, the only thing I know about it is that Ben Prunty, who is one of my favorite composers, is doing the music to it. Uh, let's see bunch of other stuff that I have never heard of, so we're going to skip them. I have never heard of Bear and Breakfast, but that does not stop me from watching, wanting it because it's called Bear and Breakfast, which sounds great. It's a management game, um, I believe, so it's another game that Colby might put 70,000 hours into. Yay! Um, a Short Hike is a really short adventure game. Um, not even adventure, kind of interactive, narrative adventure kind of thing. It's like two or three hours long. Um, I do not know a ton about it, except that I know that it was a like runner-up on a ton of uh, best of the year lists last year on the PC. I actually own it, and I've been meaning to play it for, I don't know, probably a year, and just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, Torchlight is coming uh, when Torchlight actually comes out. It's an early access on the PC right now. It's kind of a Diablo-like if you're into that kind of thing. I'm actually very excited to, to try that once um, it actually releases. Uh, Card Shark is a card game uh, by the folks that made Reigns if you've ever played that. Reigns is a really it's probably best on mobile honestly it's really good on mobile. Reigns is a lot of fun and there's a, a couple different like, there's Reigns Her Majesty and there's a Reigns Game of Thrones um, kind of thing. They're, they're a lot of fun check that out. And then uh, like we said Untitled Goose Games getting co-op mode on, uh, on the Switch as well and then there's a bunch of other just like super like stuff coming out so you're gonna get goner 2 goner 1's real weird but it's cool um grindstone coming out which is probably grindstone's probably one of the best games on apple arcade it's really good um what else um i don't know haven going under the red lantern unrailed struggling inmost she dreams elsewhere elsewhere and uh grindstone goner 2 are the ones that kind of rounded that out so a lot of good indie stuff coming to the switch if you like i I think if you own a Switch and you don't play the indie stuff, you're probably missing out. There's some there's some good stuff there. All right, wrapping up this week's news. As we said earlier, Ashraf Ismail has been fired by Ubisoft after uh, sexual harassment accusations. He, uh, like I said, I thought, honestly, that he had just quit. Um, but apparently he, like, I don't know, took a break. And during that break, they investigated him and, and found out that he had actually done all the things uh, that he had been accused of um jason schreier um who used to be with kotaku and now is with bloomberg um said that uh as a result of investigate oh i'm sorry uh uh let's see ismail had initially remained a ubisoft employee after leaving the assassin cream valhalla team but staff were informed this week that he had been fired ubisoft said quote as a result of investigations asraf ismail has been dismissed from ubisoft as no longer an employee um he was accused of lying about being married um in order to have a relationship with a fan uh, which is not great <laughs> she's like why can't we ever go to your house he's like it's dirty um she's like why are you wearing a wedding ring he's like it's Fancy. Anyway, uh, wasn't wasn't great, uh, and I think he actually did it more than once, which is not terrific. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like that's actually on my list of games that I think might get pushed to like February, March of next year. Um, I especially think you're see a lot of games get pushed. I agree. Yeah, but that's like if I if I had to guess one, well. I don't know. I'm having a hard time deciding between that and uh, Cyberpunk, actually. So we will see. Dylan. Hey, yo, Vinny. 
I think your mic's off. Tough questions. Oh shoot! Cool. Hmm. Good. 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 Oh, it was a no. It was a, a dramatic. <laughs> dramatic pause. pause. Love it. All right, Vinny's question this week: with the delay, <laughs> that was a weird enunciation. With the delay of Halo, with the de- delay of uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite. With the delay of Halo Infinite, what is the must-buy title for the Series X PS5 launch? Furthermore, how important are launch day titles? Are they as important as some think they are, or are they only impactful short-term? So, I actually did some research. No. I know. I looked at the doc before we started recording. Dang. Has that ever happened before? Uh, No. (laughs) There you have it, folks. This is the kind of preparation this podcast does. (laughs) Um, So, would you like to play a little game? Yes. Wait, is this like Saw? Yes. I'm going to drop you in a bunch of paper. Oh, no. Yeah, that that was a bad one. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just go off and say that I don't think launch titles matter in the least. Nope. Do you want to play a fun game of name five launch titles in the last 20 years? Um, 20 I years. A, so that would be between 2000 and now. Um, I have a list. Uh,. That Rome game you played recently, Rise, Rise, <laughs> Rise. Son of Rome. That is one of them. That was for for the Xbox One. Um, that sword game that came with the Connect. <laughs> <laughs> the sword game that came with the Connect. So that would be the Xbox 360. Let me check. Um, is sword game listed? I don't see a red sword something game. maybe. Nope. <laughs> okay, maybe that I thought it was a launch title. Um Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't go with um I didn't go with Nintendo ones just because Nintendo does have a tendency yeah. to release Breath of the Wild and Yeah. And I think like that's that. probably the the one that is the exception is Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo does actually release like I think you have Breath of the Wild, you just pushed every mm-hmm. In Nintendo Switch in the country. Like, yeah. they sold all of them, yeah, right? Yeah. So, they actually release, like, first party games. That was an interesting thing. Most, like, the PS, like, Sony and Xbox. Killzone? Don't. Yeah, Killzone, Killzone is. But, a like. Launch for PS2? Three? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's the only one that I could find that was, like, a mainline one that I recognized. Yeah. Halo for the first Xbox. There's never been another Halo released yeah. as a launch title. Forza I was trying to remember if five, Halo was a launch Forza title. Forza Five for Xbox. was a was an, an Xbox One yeah. thing. I I don't think they matter at all. They don't like literally if you, like PS2. So tell me which of these games you remembered: Armored Core, DOA Two, Hardcore, Dynasty Warriors Two, two ESPN games that I don't want to read because they're like thirty letters long. Eternal Ring, Evergrace, Fantavision, which was that bad fireworks. Gun, Griffin, Blaze, Kesson. Um, Madden often tends to look, it looks like it releases. Midnight Club, which is again like a pretty big game, like MotoGP, NHL 2001, Orphan, Cue Ball Billiards Master, Um, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2. Ridge Racer, Silent Scope, Smuggler's Run, SSX, Street Fighter EX3, Sumner, Swing Away, Tekken Tag Tournament, Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, Wild Wild Racing, and X Squad. Time Splitters is great. 
but like I think I'm gonna go with Xbox 360 as having the strongest launch. And they did have some good games, like they had uh, like Call Condemned. of Duty Two, Condemned, Cameo was pretty cool. You had Madden, uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, um, Perfect Dark. So that was like a nostalgia yeah. for people. Um, the King Kong game, Project Gotham Racing Three, Quake Four, and a Tony Hawk game. Gun was really good. Um, I did love Gun, but Gun like, great. like just looking through all of them, I'm like, wow, there is a lot of games that I have never heard of. Yeah. Uh, um, 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 when you look back at like Xbox One, which was you know what, uh, 2013, seven years ago, yeah. I had a launch Xbox One, and I'm like, uh, I don't remember any of these games, um, except Rise. Yeah. The the only game I, the only game I was really kind of interested in was I think Rise. I've still never That's played fun. it, um, and I also. I liked the Dead Rising game, mm-hmm. so I was curious to see Dead Rising 3 on the next generation where you were going to get more zombies on the screen because that was what was cool about Dead Rising was there was just so many things on the screen. Yeah. Not a lot of games were doing that. So, But, like, I was shocked at, like, just kind of the meh-ness yeah. of... I think... I assumed that there'd be more than one Halo game. Um, I assumed that there'd be, like, maybe a Gears of War game. Um, I don't think having a Halo game release like a year after is really different no. than last, you know, generation. I think the thing is, even with the Nintendo, what you see is the the systems launch with a handful of big AAA titles, and then there's a massive lull mm-hmm. until the next round of AAA. T- and every single, I mean, like if you've been doing this for any amount of time you'll you'll remember all the news reports of you know where are all the games for the switch where are all the games for the xbox ones where are all the games for the ps4 where are all the games for the 360 and the ps2 and like it happens every single time people still eat up the systems every single time i mean the reality is and we talked about this last week i think or week before we may have talked about it last week and you didn't hear it (laughs) um is they release their systems in November for a reason. And it's because there's, they know that the only way a lot of people under the age of, I mean, you could probably say under the age of 25, the way they're going to get those systems is they're going to get them as a gift. Yeah. And or, so, or like, hey, instead of giving me, you know, like something, just give me a hundred bucks so I can put it yeah. towards. Yeah. And, and so they know that that's how those games, are, those systems are going to get sold. So they will both sell a ton of them this Christmas, regardless of what games are out. Yeah. And, and I, to me, like, and, and I know this is broken record, the must-buy thing for me net for next gen is continuing to have Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care about, I, I barely care about what AAA games are coming out right now. Unless it comes out on Game Pass, I because you can play Bear in Bed or whatever. Because I can play Bear in Breakfast. Like I can play a ton of indie games. I can play. I mean, like a, to be honest, like Divinity Original Sin is maybe the first game I've bought this year. Um, like I bought Fall Guys too, I guess. But oh, like, is that I, out already? Yeah, it's actually on the PS. Oh yeah, you're, you're <laughs> awful. Anyway. Um, I just don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. And 
to be honest, three months from now, five months from now, we're going to be going like, oh my god, where are all the games? I mean, we won't because we're smart. Where are all the games for the Xbox? And where all are all the games for the PS5? All of you people. Too. Yeah. I just think it matters. I don't even think they're impactful short term. And, I, like, here's the thing. I, I think, to an extent to prove that, like, what are the must-buy titles for the series? I don't know any launch titles. I don't yeah. care. Care. There will be a game that I'm like, oh, that looks fun. Or there won't, but I'll still have something to play. Like, you know, yeah. I can still go like, oh, this looks better than it did before. Um, for or the, maybe it won't. Uh, yeah, for like, the most part, games don't really hit their stride until, like, a year or two in. Like, well, I mean, once they figured out things on, like, oh, how can we push this software? Like, eh. to, to be frank, the reason that you're hearing things like, oh, my God, uh, The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima are the best looking games of this console generation as this console generation, like, Ends. takes a dirt nap is because that's when they yep. finally figure out how to get things done. I mean, those games take four or five years to make, which means that you can make two of them yep. in a console generation which is ridiculous when you think about it like that means you get two shots and you better make both of them count so i don't know we'll see uh mr polite wants to know which game always gets in the way of uh playing other games in your backlog i actually i'm gonna say oh go ahead my nintendo switch and i was just gonna, it generally i was gonna say yeah, my game just, pass yeah it's like because i just always want to just play something on my switch instead of anything else yeah really i think that's yeah. the easy way to put it my answer was that my whatever game i am playing currently is the one that's getting in the way of my backlog like i used to be like a big like backlog guy too with like oh my god i've got to play all these games like i've got a list of 50 games that someday i'm going to get to did you and make then like an api to do i some- made a i did make a website to keep track of that um yeah, that's that's how seriously I took my backlog, and so, and then you were crushed. By yeah, well, and and I mean, what I also found out was is that what what it made me really realize, like if anything came out of that experience, what it made me realize is what I need to stop doing is buying video games, um, and so I kind of like when Adam did the like I'm not going to buy any new games for six months or whatever his deal was that he broke like three days into the <laughs> I'm not going to buy any new video games um, is what I what I said is I am not going to buy a video game unless it is the next video game I am going to play so mm-hmm. I only bought Divinity Original Sin because I knew when I was done with you were ready to play what, with it yeah whatever game I was playing I will play that next. Um, and with Game Pass, there are not a lot of opportunities for me to say I'm 100% sure that's the game I'm going to play next. Well, and I, I think that's kind of the hard part for me is that, like, no matter what, I can't go like, oh, that's the game I want to play next. Because sometimes, like, I'll get done with the game and go like, I don't know what I, like, I want to play this game. And then you play it and you're like, no, I'm just not feeling this, like, right now. Yeah. And you'll play something else and go like, mm, maybe, like... I'll come back to this because it was fun, but, like, just not, like, necessarily the genre or something that, you know, that uh, you want to play next. So, like, I don't really have, like, a backlog. Like, I have games, and, like I said, with, like, Game Pass and stuff, that is pretty much, like, I don't have a backlog because I'm like, oh, hey, they they dropped six new games and I want to play four of them. I guess that's my backlog. But, like, I don't necessarily look at, like, okay, here's my list. I need to play these Eventually, I'll be honest, maybe it's weird for me. Like, I never thought this would be something I'd be influenced by. But I think two or 
three of the last like three or four games I've played, I've actually beaten because I started playing them for Microsoft Rewards, um, which I guess means it's working. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's why I played Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 is yeah. both of them were like, hey, you need to, you know, Kingdom Hearts, uh, you needed to get a thousand gil or something. And Kingdom Hearts 3 was you had to get. That might have actually just been you had to start it, but then I started it and I was like, huh, cool, I'll play some more of this. Uh, but I mean, Carrion that I played the other day, I played it because I needed to get some achievements to yeah. get my, my Game Pass stuff or my Microsoft Reward stuff. So. I, I've often done that where I'm like, oh, I need to get three you know, things to get the Microsoft like weekly reward. I need to get three achievements. And so like, I'm like, oh, I haven't played this game. And usually you get like at least a couple achievements within the first hour or two. Yeah. And then yep. you're like, well, it's only five hours. I'll finish it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what what I'm saying is it's marketing works. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to care less about my backlog. It was a lot of stress that, like, why should my backlog, why should video games give me stress? That's the dumbest thing in the world. So, uh, Call Me Handsome wants to know, what video game character would you like to run for president? I want Duke Nukem and his VP is the Predator. I mean, not to get political here. I would probably vote for Duke Nukem for president. I'd vote for the Predator. Yeah, either way. I mean, um, so I suppose the canon answer is your character from... um, Saints Row 4. Saints Row 4. Like, that's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, A good answer? Mm, I mean, so Ronnie from Bad Dudes terrible answer we've we we lived eight years of that that was not a good choice um yeah i would vote for bad dudes instead of ronnie um let's see who would make a good president like who's i'm gonna go with keith david from the saints row things i don't know why i just like he was he's the president and rick and morty as well so why not just have keith david because i think he actually plays keith david in possibly one of the saints row games (laughs) I don't see why that wouldn't work. I'm trying to think if there are any, like, presidential video game protagonists. And I, I think there, I mean, are, there are, are some in the, bad. like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, like, a lot of Jesse Ventura-style <laughs> choices you could make. Um, but I'm not sure if there's any any good choices you could make. Or, like, can you think of any, like... Like, like my character from Mass Effect, like he was a pretty solid dude. I will say he was like pretty straight Paragon, um, but understood that sometimes you need to kill people in order to, uh, you know, complete the um, mission. Complete the mission. So I guess he might have been okay. I, I don't know. I would say that the real problem is that my political leanings don't really <laughs> line up very well with video game protagonists. <laughs> they they don't they don't really um, they don't mesh very well. So uh, there's a new game called, I haven't played it yet. I keep meaning to buy it. And it's like a, I don't know, like an Antifa simulator. Like that dude might be okay. <laughs> we'll see. Dylan, you have any thoughts about video game protagonists that you'd like to vote for? Um, I'd vote for your cat. Your cat would make a great president. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No. I'd vote for your wife. She's in the background. She'd make a great president. Yeah. yeah I don't think so. I'm, trying, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell her you said that. I'm going to text her right after we get off this call. Dylan said he would not vote for you for president. Gonna, I said I thought you'd be great. I am going to um, vote Michael Wilson 
from Metal Wolf Chaos. He's already the president of the United States in that game. Makes sense. Absolutely he, makes sense. He pilots yeah, yeah. a mech and destroys everything. I don't know if that's great, but we'll we'll let it go. Uh, Princess Megan says, if you could bring any historical figure to the present day to play a video game with, who would you play with and which game would you play? I think we need to make a caveat with this in that bringing this person forward as we like reanimate their corpse, we also like zap in the knowledge of how to play video games because I'm like, there's plenty of people I'd like to play video games with, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to spend the first... like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to spend the first two hours like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Just hold this control. No, 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 no. This is a TV. <laughs> can, like... <laughs> can we zap out like the inherent racism too? Well, I mean, I think that you just have to choose smartly then, Cole. <laughs> I would, like I would say don't from... choose a white guy before 1970. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help. Like... <laughs> um, I, so you let like... the Italians vote now? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my, my, like, if you could bring back any uh, musician has always been a, like a hard race between Jimi Hendrix and Harry Chapin. Um, but I think Jimi Hendrix would probably be more fun to play video games with <laughs> if I, if I have to be honest and we could, we could, Oh my God, I'm going to play guitar hero with Jimi Hendrix. That's what I'm doing. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I just think that they'd just be like, why am I here? Like, <laughs> what? What? Why, what is? Do you ever like? Why are we playing video games? Do you ever see those contests where they're like, win a day with X celebrity, and I'm like, I would rather die. die. Like, win a, a you know dinner with this person. I'm like, wow, that seems like the most awkward thing ever. So I always, I always like, I want to be the guy who wins. Like, have a dinner with Selena Gomez. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hope this isn't awkward with my 42 year old fat ass <laughs> having dinner with you. Now nah, we have nothing in common. I've never heard a song you sing. Is that a problem? I think I saw you once at Disneyland, and <laughs> that's about all I know about you, Selena Gomez. Was there an option to take this in cash? Because I should have taken this in cash. Every single contest like that, I'm like, I would take the cash option. I mean, any contest in general, they're like. Like, win this new car. I'm like, can I get that in cash? Because I don't care about you mm. know anything. Like, yeah, yeah. So win tickets anyway. to the Super Bowl. No, no. Me and Jimmy Hendrix are gonna awkwardly play Guitar Hero together. Who are you playing with, Dylan? Um, I'm gonna go go back a ways, um, maybe a couple hundred years. Um, I'm gonna bring Genghis Khan back because I'm going to beat him. We're going to throw down at some dead or alive extreme. I'm going to point out that I've been on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter recently, and Genghis Khan has been canceled. I'm sorry. Oh, bummer. I don't remember the context of it, but people were making fun of the person who was, I think, almost suggesting that. Well, yeah, I remember that. It's weird. I think Genghis Khan is a good choice, but, like, is that the right game to play? I mean, I think it's a very good choice, but really that seems more of a, like, maybe you should play, like, Civ Five with him instead. Well, he's good at that. Oh, you want to beat Genghis Khan at something. Oh, I'm, I'm going to throw and down. And you don't I'm think he'd be good at beach volleyball. No, but I'm going to convince him that this is how we establish dominance today. We is play it? bouncy beach volleyball. I am going to say that Genghis Khan, based on um, things that I know about Genghis Khan, has a lot more experience with jiggle physics than you do, Dylan. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm going to fill him with false confidence. Ah, okay. And then beat him at Bouncy Beach Volleyball. All right. So I 
I'm going to play Fusion Frenzy. Oh, good choice. With Hitler. And then I'm just going to kill Hitler because I could then be the dude that killed Hitler. I'm going to play Wolfenstein (laughs) 2, 3, whichever whichever that Wolfenstein is, and then get to the part where you kill Hitler and then just, like, make eye contact as I hit X. (laughs) It's a good choice, Cole. That is a very, very good choice. I've got a gun. You've got a time machine. Let's kill Hitler. It's good. All right. Uh, we've come to the most important part of the podcast. Uh, it is uh, pizza ranking time. So, like I said, my friend Evan has a podcast called How Do We Do Human? You should go listen to it after this. Like, don't, don't stop. Don't, don't, that would be dumb. Go go watch, that. listen to that after you're done here. And they did a pizza ranking. Um, and I'm not going to read everyone's, but I'll read. Uh, so here, here are the 10 choices that you have. Pizza Hut, Domino's, DiGiorno, Sbarro, Papa Murphy's, Costco Pizza, Papa John's, Red Baron, Little Caesars, and the California Pizza Kitchen. And that is, in fact, Dylan, or uh, Evan's, man, I tell you, for like the first year Dylan and I worked together, I called him Evan almost every day. So it'll probably happen again. Um, that That is actually Evan's choice. And... Uh, I have some problems with any list that starts with Pizza Hut. Um, but his, the other two people in his podcast both chose Domino's for the first one. So. I don't know. I would maybe have to choose Domino's. I am actually going to go with Domino's for my first one. God, you're both wrong. But they, I, When they change their crust, okay, so, it is, that is a solid, quick pickup pizza. Okay, so I, I, think I will we explain have to, mine when we get to it. I was going to set some ground rules. Um, although rules. So I guess the question is, is maybe, maybe we don't. Okay, go, just do your list, call. Okay. So technically I have CPK and Domino's in like the first spot. Yeah. Um, so CPK is really good. I mean, it's good. I like it. It's expensive, um, kind of though. And it's expensive. That's where I think Domino's. Do- and I will say something. Domino's is very dependent on like essentially place to place. Um, because yeah. some people are like, oh, our Domino's is awesome, and other people are like, yeah, no, our Domino's is crap. I think that with every franchise, you've yeah. got that. The Domino's near me is very good. Um, yeah. I order, I, I like, I was ordering Domino's a lot. Um, Dylan, Dylan and I used to have a deal where I would pay for the pizza and he'd go pick it up, and it was really close, and it was like eight bucks, and it was good. So then that's the thing too, like for. Price, you know, cost to, you know, whatever benefit. Domino's is actually really solid. You can get, yeah. you know, pizzas hard to for six bucks and they're real good. For yeah. eight bucks, you can get their pan pizzas, which are excellent. Um, and so, like, I would easily pick Domino's over any of these. Um, then I went with Papa Murphy's, I guess, because... Yeah, that's... I think I have to agree like, with that. Like, I've had it it's good. a couple times. It's good. Um, uh, the, the Papa Murphy's near me, they know me by pretty much name. It's not nice. good. No, it's so, really not. So then we get into, like, kind of weird territory. For my third, I went with a tie between Pizza Hut and Little Caesars. They're both bad. Um, I've had Pizza Hut a couple times in the last, like, five years, and every single time, it's been bad. Um, and and I, I think that's kind of like Domino's, though. Like, the one by me is really good. The yeah. Little Caesars in Michigan, where it's yeah, headquartered, good. really good. Yeah. Um, like, I think, like, with me, Little Caesars is one of those, like, I haven't, I literally haven't had Little Caesars in 15 plus years. Sure. So, 
It's better whatever. than it used to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not bad for a for five dollar pizza. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like that's the thing. If I'm gonna get a five dollar pizza, I'm gonna pay an extra dollar and get the good Domino's ones. Um, so, like I said, Pizza Hut just not great. Plus garlic knots. Mm. Well, and you can get garlic knots at uh, at Domino's. Uh, Domino's. Yeah, yeah. They're Dom- top they've shelf. got Parmesan. Yeah. They've got the cinnamon sugar ones. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can get a lot of yeah, their yeah, yeah. their sandwiches are actually really decent. Yeah. Um. So then we run into the problem where I'm like, I don't know if I've ever had Costco pizza. Oh, you're missing um, out. So if good. I go to Costco, I generally get like the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't yeah, eat hot dogs very dog. often, and so, you know, Costco. Hot I'll talk dogs. about Domino's pizza. I'll talk about Costco pizza in a minute. I've never eaten at a Sabaro. Really? Um, no. Yeah. I definitely haven't. Um, oh, interesting. I've never eaten at a Papa John's. Um, okay. So the last time I had a DiGiorno was probably eighteen years ago. <laughs> Wow. So, well, pr- well, probably 15 years ago. Long story short, he just eats Domino's. Yeah, and like <laughs> like Red Baron, I probably haven't had one in the last seven yeah. years. And so, like, I, I don't know. Like, I so liked... you're saying, like, the last half of your list was kind of a, like, N.A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the problem is, is, like, I'm not a huge... I, I like... I very much like certain types of pizza. Sure. I don't like red sauce. Um, pretty oh, much sure. at all, and so that makes like um, pizzas kind of difficult for me. Um, yeah. I will say, if I'm going to get a frozen pizza, and I don't think they make it anymore, there was a vegetarian or yeah, vegetarian pizza that uh, I cannot remember who made it. It was Amy's excellent. made it, didn't they? No, no, it no. was it might have been Sweet Earth or something. Yeah, um, that was excellent. They're those are pretty good. Those are what I tended to get when I got a frozen pizza sure. or I would get the frozen CPKs because I could get like the barbecue chicken ones. Yeah. Um, because I don't like red sauce. That kind of really limits my frozen pizza. Yeah. Um, it limits my Costco pizza. That's and fair. so like Domino's, I can get the like uh, garlic cream. I don't know. It's like yep. kind of an Alfredo sauce and yeah, yeah. Get it smothered with like six different types of cheeses and a pan pizza, and it will clog your arteries instantly. But it's delicious. What's uh, do you have a favorite local pie? Yeah, the pie's great. Pie's really good. I've actually been though oddly like when I go to the pie, I don't get their pizza a lot of the time because um, again, not a lot of them are not red sauce based. Yeah. They're. Uh, their buffalo chicken pizza is really good, but I don't need yeah. a ton of meat. So I get their calzones and oh, I get nice. their cheese one. And it's like if you took a, like, I don't know, giant dough of bread and just stuck like 16 ounces of like cheese block in it and then baked it until that all melted and then put ricotta in it as well. That's that great. That's what it is. It's just a that giant really thing good. of cheese bread. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm behind that. Dip it in ranch. The pie, if you're ever in Salt Lake and up by the University of Utah, there there are other locations, but the University of Utah one is by far the coolest. So it's right uh, right at the entrance to the, the main part of the university. So, uh, Dylan, tell me your list. Um, I've never had California Peach Kitchen or um, Sabara. CPK is so great, and it's a shame because they closed are, all the ones here, so you probably won't either. Yeah. Those are not on the drive list. Drive to Portland. Um, Don't drive to Portland. I probably 
CPK. Probably, I don't know, put Domino's and Papa Murphy's at the top. Um, I, I had a lot of, like, I felt like there was tears. Like, I kind of put Domino's, Papa Murphy's at the top. In the middle, like, I've always had good experiences with, like, Domino's and Pizza Hut's. Like, the ones that were local to us, like, I never felt like I had a bad pizza. They were generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm not super hot on Costco pizza, but I'd probably put that in the middle um, somewhere with Papa John's. Funny, we were watching the NBA playoffs last night, brought to you by The Bubble, um, and they were advertising the shakaroni pizza at Papa John's, nice. um, which is just an extra large pizza. So we're like, okay, well, let's see how much this costs. And apparently, like, the Papa John's is right around the corner and they were like giving you like $12 off this pizza. So it was super cheap. So we just ordered a shakaroni pizza nice. and it showed up in a couple minutes and we ate it. And Papa John's pizza is pretty good. Um, I probably put it right in the middle there with a Costco pizza. It's a little greasier, but yeah. the cheese is very good. Um, I find that I like a pizza best when the crust is good and the cheese is good. But for whatever reason, I've never hot on the sauce a lot of time and that's like where i separate a really good pizza generally is i think a lot of times if the cheese is all melty and good and like when you went to romeo's across the street for lunch we would get that nice crispy melty cheese it was perfect but i go to a lot of pizza places and the sauce never does it for yeah. me um and i think that might be why I like Domino's too is maybe their sauce I like better than other sauces. Their red sauce is actually pretty decent. Um, and I think it has a little bit of spice to it, I think, whereas a lot of sauces I think are sweet. Like there's a, um, which I think is how I remember Godfather's Pizza, which there's not a lot of anymore no. around, if any. I'm not sure there is. But to me, I think their sauce was really sweet and I remember hating it. Um but there's also this really good pizza place in Capitol Hill in Seattle. It's called Dino's. Their slogan is like the second best pizza in Seattle. Um, that's what they, they call it. Very good. Crust is perfect. Cheese is perfect. Their sauce is meh. It's a little sweet. Sure. Um, so I'm in the search for sauce. At the, at the bottom, I guess I put... I think I had a DiGiorno's pretty recently. It was actually pretty okay. I guess Little Caesar's... The little seasons I've had are pretty good. And then Red Baron at the bottom, I guess. I don't think I liked Red Baron as much as other pizzas of that variety. I think Red Baron um, was good just because it was also fairly cheap. Yeah. Like, yeah. DiGiorno's They're cheap. Was like, They've got a pretty good crust. Yeah, too. DiGiorno's is like, hey, eight bucks. And, you know, like, uh, Red Baron's like, you know, four. So, yeah. Yeah. And my honorable mention goes to Tostino's Party Pizzas because they are super cheap and when you put them in your oven or toaster oven um they will crisp up so crispy and they just turn into crispy vessels for cheese to put in your mouth and having they're actually pretty having nice. to throw i don't know tens of thousands of totino's pizzas like into a you know freezer shelf i hate them with a passion <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a what's your we had okay. a buffet that would order like half pallets of Tostino's pizzas um, for their buffet, um, and they were so weird. It was the biggest pain in the ass to deal with them. Huh? 
So. Interesting. What's your favorite local, Dylan? I don't know. I guess to me, Brooklyn Brothers was. Oh, that place was good. The best. I kind of forgot about that place. That's good. Good New York style pizza. Yeah, around here at least. I do like Dino's on Capitol Hill, but to me, the sauce just doesn't quite do yeah. it. Yeah, I've not eaten there. I should try it. Can you tell us a story about the time you had Chicago style pizza clip? I. How much time do we have? We don't have enough time. Ooh. We don't have enough time. Uh, the best pizza I've ever had is Giordano's Pizza in Chicago. It is. I, I don't. I think that's actually like kind of a like that's kind of a tourist. Chicago pizza, but it was incredible, and it was still the best pizza. Someday, you've ever had, so. when we want to do just like a forty-five minute podcast about my pizza journey, that ends. Spoiler with the alert: line, Cliff was hungry. That is what it ends with. Um, we'll we'll tell that story, but not today. Giordano's, eat it if you're in Chicago. Uh, my ranking was uh, number one CPK. I think CPK has fantastic pizza. Um, Have the you downside, been there recently? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, um, last time I went, they'd gotten rid of a bunch of the pizzas I really liked. And that's what I was going to say. Like, the downside about CPK is um, the pizza that I like the best and the pizza that my wife likes the best is no longer on their menu. Perrin Gorgonzola. Yeah, Perrin Gorgonzola pizza is phenomenal. It's, uh, like, pear and Gorgonzola cheese, and then they put, like, a salad on top of the pizza with, like, hazelnuts and stuff in you it. Just it's got, throw that salad oh. crap away. So good. Um, but my wife really liked the chicken and potato pizza, which they don't make anymore. Although they, they do make that local at um, Pagliacci's, which is good. They so. also don't have the Jamaican jerk pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good too. That's kind of a bummer. Um, but they've got really good um, spinach artichoke dip, which I really like. So um, the last couple times we've gone, um, we stayed at a hotel near Disneyland that the walk between Disneyland and. Uh, the hotel there was a CPK, so like every night we'd leave and then go to CPK and then go home and get like uh, we'd split a pizza and split a spinach artichoke dip. It was good. Um, anyway, CPK is first for me. Costco pizza is phenomenal. They're really like they're huge. First of all, they're super cheap. Um, you can get an entire pizza I think for like ten or twelve bucks, and they're like the size of your head. They're way bigger than your head. The slice is as big as your head. They're massive. Um, like we've done them before where. Um, we've taken them to parties or events and stuff. You can literally cut each piece of pizza in half, and it's still, like, a very large piece of pizza. They, the cheese is, like, I don't know, half an inch thick. It's very good. Um, Sabaro, I haven't eaten that in ugh, 20 years probably, but when I worked retail, there was a Sabaro in the mall I worked at, and they had a stuffed crust pizza that I get every once in a while, and it was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal um papa murphy's i eat at more than i possibly should like i said i literally walk in and it's like walking into cheers um like i'm not even kidding when i say there are at least two people there that i walk in they're like oh hey how you doing nice to see you back have your regular and i'm like oh god i've got a regular um <laughs> and uh I-, I hope one of the guys told me that he's like he remembers me because i'm the only person that orders that particular pizza so i'm hoping that's why i'm memorable not because it's yeah i i know it's not but i'm i try and tell myself it's literally like it's it's thank you thank you it's hideous um it's like two blocks from my house and on memory yeah on nights where i don't have time um it's it's very convenient um pizza hut after that their pizza's fine um domino's after that their pizza's fine domino's and pizza hut could probably switch whatever um Little Caesars, after that, again, they're fine for five, six bucks, and Crazy Bread's dope. Um, DiGiorno is probably the better of the frozen pizzas, I guess. Um, Papa John's, like, 
I was going to put them at 10th just because, like, Papa John's a dirtbag and I hate him. Um, but they had the good sense to fire him. So I bopped him up to nine. Uh, and Red Baron's... So they're on the up and Yeah, up. yeah, essentially. Um, Red Baron's fine. It's cheap and the crust is pretty good. So that's my listing. I would say my, my favorite local here is probably Romeo's. Um, Dylan and I used to go there. It was really sad. Like, there was one across the street from our work and we used to go probably once a week maybe once every two weeks and the pizza was so good another place where like the lady just knew our order um yeah and they were great um and then they closed there's still one by my house and it's it's probably like my go-to pizza place here in utah it was probably um i like the pie a lot um we probably ate it what's the what, oh shoot big daddy's Do you know what I'm, big daddy's pizza i don't think that's what it's called anymore but we ate I there a is. lot is it? Um, there's a place in Utah called the Pizza Factory, though, that is like their pizza is really good. Although I usually get calzones there, but what's cool about that is the the breadsticks. They they take dough and they wrap it around like dowels, and then uh, put them in the oven. And so you get these like they bring them out in like a vase, and you have these really cool like breadstick flowers. I don't remember, know, they're delicious. Do you remember Pirate Island Pizza? Oh, Pirate Island pizza was so cool. It was like the, the, you probably remember having a place like that when you grew up where you could go and get pizza and they had a huge arcade. It was really cool. Pirate Island pizza was dope. And it was they pirate closed. themed. And it was pirate themed. Yeah, it was good. All right. So that's enough pizza. I think we've talked pizza for 20 minutes. Everyone loves pizza. Everyone loves pizza. I love pizza so much. I could talk for about pizza for hours. It's probably my favorite food. Uh, mod pizza is really good too. That's not on the list, but I like mod pizza a lot as well. Um, they're sort of local they're franchised out but they're they started in seattle so they're also one of the fastest growing i think restaurants they're good if you have a mod based out of bellevue i think yep they are um if you have one local they're great it's like a subway but for pizza i like it a lot um all right so that's enough pizza like i said go listen to the how do we human podcast and see what they said they're wrong their list is not good uh this week on epic game store colby talked about it earlier enter the gungeon which is a super super fun roguelike but it's really really hard but everything is a gun or a bullet everything like everything's a gun or a bullet super fun um the other one is god's trigger which is a really cool game do you remember playing that at pax dylan i'm pretty sure you played it with me it was a super hard like top down shooter Mm. like you'd walk into the room and just instantly get killed (sighs) i think you played it but maybe not it's fun um, I don't know if I played this one. I'm. I wasn't even sure it was out, but apparently it's out and on the Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. So it's. It does kind of look familiar. Yeah, it's got a, But I might have. I might have at least seen yeah. it, but I don't remember if I played. It's it. got a cool look. So so check that out. God's Trigger on the Epic Game Store. It's artsy. Fancy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of West of Dead. Is that what I want to say? Call. I, yeah. Yep. I do like West. Of but Dead. that's a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kim and the Game Pass, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator was available as of yesterday. That is a 150 meg download if you get the full version. I think the Game Pass version is only like 100, so um, that's a big, big download. Um, I've heard if you had it pre-downloaded too, that only downloaded the 500 megabyte installer, so you may not actually have it installed if you did the pre-download, so double check on that. Uh, that is only on PC. Uh, it is coming to Xbox eventually, though. Uh, coming out uh, also yesterday on console and PC is Spiritfarer. We talked a little bit about that earlier. It's that, like, cozy management game about, like, uh, essentially I think you're ferrying spirits kind of over to uh, the afterlife. It's supposed to be really... I- I've heard that it's just super chill. Like, it's a really good game to just kind of chill. And apparently it has co-op, which is nice. Um, coming out August 20th on console and PC, Battletoads, which... 
I pre-downloaded it. You pre-downloaded it. Um, I did. I'm not joking. I mean, no, no, I, I believe you. So you can play as Rash, Zits, and Pimple because this game is from the 90s and that's how stuff rolled back then, I guess. Uh, one to three player co-op. It, it's fun. I mean, like I can't say anything bad about Battletoads. It was cool in the SNES. We'll see how it holds up today. Uh, Crossing Souls is coming out on PC on August 20th. Um, I don't know anything about this game. So in 1986 in California, a group of friends will live the summer of their lives after a mysterious discovery in the woods outside their quiet town. By uncovering an artifact whose powers they don't fully understand, these remarkable kids will defy the laws of nature and somehow interact with two planes of reality, life and death. That sounds all right. Uh, Darksiders Genesis, Colby's been playing that on the Xbox. Did you beat it? it? Yep. Nice. Coming out on the PC August 20th. Don't Starve Giant Edition is coming to console and PC. Dylan's played a bunch of that. It's fun. Yep. Super yeah, fun. coming out August 20th as well. Kind of a survival game. New Lucky, New Super Lucky's Tale. I can't decide if this is the, the same one that came out like two years ago or if this is no, a different one. That's called Super Lucky's Tale. This is New okay. Super Lucky's Tale. I assume this is the second one. Yeah, so Super Lucky's Tale got reimagining of the original Super Lucky's Tale. That came out like two years ago, right? No, it was longer ago than that, wasn't it? No, because I owned it on the Xbox. Two, like, yeah, two years sounds about right. Yeah, I bought that. Like, I, had a, I, un, I unfortunately ended up with two physical copies of that for my birthday, and then it came out on Game Pass like three weeks later. It was about great. three years ago. Yeah, so I don't know. the the uh, The one that came out three years ago was kind of meh, for what I understand. It, it I've never actually great. played it. I played it. Yeah. Even though I own two versions of it and it's on Game Pass and never quite played it. I played it in VR. It was kind of fun. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw coming out August 27th. That is that game we talked about earlier. It is a 90s internet simulator in which you scour Hypnospace's wide variety of weird and wonderful websites to hunt down wrongdoers. While also keeping an eye on your inbox, avoiding viruses and adware, and downloading a plethora of apps that may or may not be useful. It's supposed to be pretty good from what I've heard. Uh, tell me why chapter one coming out console PC August 27th, which is Carter's birthday. My son. That's very exciting. Um, this is uh, that interactive narrative game that we saw during the Xbox reveal maybe a month or two ago. It's made by the folks that made um, Life is Strange. Tell me why is the latest narrative adventure game from Don't Not Entertainment, the studio behind the beloved franchise Life is Strange. In this intimate mystery, twins Tyler and Allison Ronan use their supernatural bond to unravel the memories of their loving but troubled childhood in a beautiful small town Alaska. I've heard that that game... Um, I, I don't know any details on it, but that game actually has like a content warning document that um, includes spoilers. So, and I think it is based around like the 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 content warning is based around like LGBTQ issues, but I don't know any specifics. So, if that's something that you might find triggering, you might want to read that first. Uh, Double Kick Heroes coming out console and PC idea Xbox uh, game coming out August 28th. It's a shoot 'em up with a rhythm game, which could be cool. In story mode, you must survive on the highway to hell by killing monsters with your. I assume that's Cadillac and gun mixed together, so it's a Gundalac. Uh, struggle through the 30 levels of total madness and escape this nightmare. Only the power of metal can save your band. So that could be fun. Wasteland 3 is also coming out August 28th, console and PC. Um, that's a new first party, um, like day one release from uh, Xbox Game Studios. I I don't really know a ton about it besides that it's obviously the third game in a series. Wasteland 2 was not supposed to be super great, um, but Wasteland 1 was like a huge, massive, amazing game like back in the day. It's a turn-based tactical combat that looks really fun. Um, I probably will skip over this one for a while because I think once I get done with uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, I'm going to be a little done with tactical turn-based 
tactical turn-based combat for a while, but supposed to be good. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 coming to PC September 1st. It's a big strategy game. And then this one's actually kind of a big deal, I, I think. Like, this seems, I mean, I guess it's been out for a while, but it seems pretty cool. Uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard is coming out to console and PC on September 3rd, um, the day before my wedding anniversary. Um, so I'd actually like to play that. Yeah. And I haven't really desired to purchase it. Yeah. I own so. it. Um, and I wanted to play it in VR, but it makes me very motion sick. I bought it for you. You did. You're welcome. Um, I have watched Adam play it for about the first hour and a half. I would highly suggest you go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash bite me and search for <coughs> the Resident Evil 7, uh, like 20 second video of Adam and I screaming in unison, um, at a jump scare. It's fun. Uh, all right, that is all the cheap free stuff for this week. Uh, Troll Corner this week. Um, I've played Control. Have you ever played it? I sent it to you, Cole. Did you ever try it out? Control, no. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Actually, it's really good. Made by Remedy Entertainment. Um, I really enjoyed that game with a, a handful of exceptions. Like, it it had some uh, like some difficulty spikes that were not terrific. Um and, but it's a game that they're kind of continuing to support. There's been at least one DLC, I think maybe two. And uh, so it's kind of disappointing that they announced that uh, they're not going to give a free next-gen update. So if you want to play this on the Series X or PS5, you will actually have to repurchase the Control Ultimate Edition in order to get that. Um, they say they will offer a free next-gen digital upgrade for those who buy the Control Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, what if I previously purchased the original version of Control? The free upgrade path to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 version of Control is only available for the Control Ultimate Edition. So that is a game that I pay I didn't actually personally pay full price for that, but I got it as a gift. It was a $60 game um, five months ago, maybe. I mean, that game came out this year. It was not It was not it was long ago. Year. Was it? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe of, I got it for yeah, my birthday was, last year. That would make sense. It, it was nominated for all Yeah, that. no, you're right. So either way, so this game will not probably even be a year old when the Xbox Series X comes out, and there is going to be an up version of it, and they are going to make you pay for that to get uh, that upgrade, which I, you know, I think the thing is, is last gen, that was just how it worked. Like, you expected this to happen. This gen, there are so many companies that are not doing that, it seems kind of crappy when a company does do it. And, like, I get it. Like, it costs money to do that, but, you know, give us, throw us a bone remedy. I think it sucks. What do you guys think? I think it sucks. Excellent. Don't I mean, you think it sucks? I've got it on my, or, you know, the thing on my Xbox, so I can still yeah. play it. But Yeah, oh, no. I mean, absolutely. It's not like you need that. Um, but it would be but nice I, if you It would know, be nice. You like, know. you know, it's... It, it seems weird when it's mostly a cosmetic uh -huh. Yeah. It's like, do you want to play this more shiny version? Well, and I would almost be willing to say, like, hey, it's a $5 DLC. Like, pay us five bucks, like, give us, throw us a bone, and, and you can have it. But to buy a brand new... And I don't know if, if the uh, control... Ultimate Edition is going to be a $60 game, but my guess is it's going to be at least like a $40 or $50 game. It comes with all the DLC. So, like, why am I paying... Why would I pay $120, potentially, to play the game again on the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5? Why? It just seems dumb. I wouldn't. That's why. Right? It just seems dumb. No sale. Absolutely. You don't get the sale. And we put you in Troll Corner. All right, that is the podcast for this week. It looks like it all recorded. That makes me feel pretty good Yay. about things. So... 
I think we'll call it a day. Um, you can find more about us. Uh, go to bitemepodcast.com. I actually uploaded a new version of our website yesterday. It's not done, but it's better than the version that was up there. So that's something. It's not it's not perfect, but it's it's better than it was. So there's that. Um, check us out there. You can follow us on social media at facebook.com, twitter.com, or instagram.com slash bite me podcast. You can support our podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You... I don't think there's anywhere else you can find us. Oh, shoot. But if you want to come hang out with us in Discord, you should come hang out with us in Discord. I'm there. Colby's there. Dylan's cat's there. Like, that is actually... The best part of our Discord right now is a channel called Cute Critters, and it is mostly full of Dylan's cat. But sometimes there's other things in there, too, that are also cute. My dog ends up in there sometimes. There's a cute dog in there right now. Right? It's... I mean, it's... There's a new corgi. Mr. Polite has a new corgi. Yeah, and it's it's, it's going to be adorable. So, it's great. Um... I recommend that. So, so come join us in Discord. Go to uh, go to our website, and there's a Discord link. You can join us in the Discord. Panic at the Discord? Is that a thing? Shouldn't be, Ooh. right? Yeah. As I said that, Dylan, I regretted saying it. I apologize. Dylan, lead us out, sir. All three of us appear to be recording. Do you want me to check? Okay, I can mine s- does say I'm recording. What a piece of bleh. You're a piece of bleh. bleh. You're bleh. Bleh. All right. <clears throat> that was not a way to start off a podcast. I've uh, heard worse. <coughs> Jesus. What did you play this week, Dylan? Uh, the THPS demo. Oh I yeah! Played Slay the Spire, and that's it. I want to hear about THPS. Was did people call that THPS like back in the day? Because I hear it all the time now. When I was a kid, it was just like Tony Hawk. I don't. I don't think anyone actually ever has called it that. I think it's an, a, a it's a convenient abbreviation now that we talk through text. Right. I don't think it's actually it's super a thing. weird. I don't think it was ever a thing, and I don't think it's a thing now. I think it is a thing. You just said it, Dylan. Well, I was making fun of our Were the way you? we communicate these days. Yeah, it's you know that thing where you make fun of something, but you actually can't differentiate it from the God. the actual thing. It's like when I'm might use this later. Um, it's like when our coworker used to say totes. And it would right. drive me nuts totes and, the goats. It, and then all of a sudden found myself saying totes all the time. Can you say, you say totes and the goats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it better. I don't know. Or like Colby and I worked um, at this horrible place Amazing back in the place. day. Was it? I don't know. I got to drink a lot. That is true. Um, that uh, like everyone talked like Snoop Dogg all the time. Like it was always shizzle, my snizzle and whatever. And like, I'm like, this is so dumb. Why are we doing this? We're all so white. And then Cliff got cornrows and. Except for Ryan. And he was so white, but I don't think anyone had ever told him. It's okay. Anyway. I did the list. Are you happy now? Thank you. 
Rear Admiral Akbar. <laughs> he was either promoted or demoted. I don't know much about yeah, I'm not so. <laughs> sure about Ad- Do you ever have you ever looked at how much an admiral makes? A lot. A lot. Like so a general. A lot. Yeah. It's shocking like how much money they make. You wanna do a few war crimes, Cliff? You too could make that money. I think I'm good. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat>